Jess and this is the Wellbeing Ethos. I hope you enjoy the show. So today's episode is going to be all about skincare and I'm joined by my friend Jenny. So hey Jenny. Hi Jess. So I wanted to start by asking like why you're interested in skincare. Like what what makes you interested in this topic? Um, well, obviously, you know that for years I struggled with uh, cystic acne um, and I was going off and on so many antibiotics that were helping for a little bit and not helping. And then eventually I had to go on Roaccutane for a couple of months to really sort of get rid of uh, my acne issues because the acne that I was having was not necessarily bad. Like you'd see on the internet, a lot of people's acne can be really bad and it can be really scarring. Mine wasn't necessarily like that. It was more pain that I was trying to get rid of because of how sort of in the skin my spots were yeah. and it wasn't like those that you could it's like them lumps you get on your skin it wasn't those that you could pop oh, so gosh. it needed to be tackled but then from that I just got really interested in what I was putting on my skin as well as what I was taking to get rid of it and ever since I've just been sort of updating my skincare routine I'd probably cringe at what I used to use <laughs> but now I think I've got like a good skincare routine down um but yeah just I, I feel like it's becoming popular with a lot of people anyway especially on like youtube and stuff you, you do see a lot of like skincare specialists and stuff making youtube accounts now but that's pretty much it what got you interested well i felt to be fair i felt like i was a bit the same like i've always had like not i don't want to say like awful skin because people always tell me that they don't think my skin's that bad but i do think like you look at your own yeah, skin <laughs> i say that to you all the time <laughs> But when you look at your own skin, I think you do see like more like more issues with the imperfections. And I think when I was when I was like quite a bit younger, it was a lot worse than it is now. But I think that's why like I like scrutinize it so much now because I kind of like me. I'm so old now. Can it not just be like normal and like not have any problems? But my um friend had been on Baraki Tim for longer than me like she had really bad acne and she was it was years ago that she was on it and she was on it for a good year mm. um, and she had like amazing skin for two years but recently it's just gone really bad again and she went to she texted me the other day saying she'd been to the dermatologist and basically she's got to go on Baraki again and she's so annoyed because it's such an intensive treatment that you want to do it that once and you kind of yeah never have issues again that like you just get so annoyed knowing that it's not a problem that's solved and she's just like at my age I shouldn't be having these <laughs> issues but I do think the older you get if you have acne when you're older the worse it can be oh my gosh yeah I think as well do you know when you're younger as well people like almost expect sounds so bad but like hormonal teens they expect you to have like a few spots here and there whereas I think when you are older there's this like almost like stigma attached to it where like oh you should have grown out of that by now which I think yeah almost makes it like worse like I feel like I feel more insecure about having bad skin now than I did when I was younger even though I can yeah. like probably cover it with makeup better than I could when I was younger and like deal with it way better but it's so annoying I think as well like the assumption I feel like I don't know why and I can't believe people still think this way but like there's always the assumption of oh, do you not wash your face? Literally. Because you've got acne or something. And it's just like, people with acne are probably the most clean in terms of skincare because they're aware they've got it and they're aware that they need to treat the skin well. And I'm just, uh, but I get how it kind of feels because when I had it, I felt like I looked like my skin was dirty because of my acne. And because of your pores. 
well yeah but it was just like I took such good care of my skin when I had acne and it's just like it's not to do with dirt or anything like that it's just it's inside your body at the end of the day literally I feel like it's always the people that just go to sleep with like a full face of makeup on that have like perfect skin and then or it's honestly I feel like it's like the the most annoying thing as well when you're so focused on like your skincare and you have issues with it but so I say this when I was younger I think my um, skincare routine even when I had really bad skin was um a bit of micellar water and then maybe some moisturizer and I thought I was like the elite of skincare oh I don't even think mine was that <laughs> I I actually can't remember what I did before I got interested in skincare but I'm pretty sure I used to just use soap and water like a bar of soap and water and now I just like cringe thinking about that yeah my mom still uses that to be fair. <laughs> I honestly I feel like my like parents don't even really wash their face they're just like oh you know no. maybe like a it's makeup so wipe gross, but, oh my god I can't I have a go at her all the time but she just doesn't care enough to do anything about it and I'm just like right well if you don't care you don't care but I care no literally where just so I know you will like watch like quite a lot of YouTube and stuff is that mainly where you get like skincare inspiration from and stuff I think that's where I've got a lot of my information from over the years. I think it's been a process of weaving out the misinformation to sort of the educated truth. Mm. I don't want to say truth because I still feel like a lot of dermatologists butt heads about what's actually good for your skin and what's not. I do still feel like it's a debate over what you should be using. But as long as someone can tell me the science behind it and why this thing is good for this particular problem, I see no problem in using it. And I think there are a couple of YouTubers out there that I just think don't really care about sponsorships. About They're obviously making the money to make the money because it's a livelihood, but they're not doing it to just get money and, and scam you. They're doing it because they're passionate about it and they want to share that. Um, like people like Hiram and then there's like James Welsh, who's really, uh, a, I think he lives in London. Uh, he's a YouTuber and he's really good. Um, there's just a couple around there and there's a few dermatologists now that start up their own YouTube accounts and start doing videos and I just think it's so helpful and so accessible for people yeah Yeah, I feel like the visual stuff is like so great as well because I think with a lot of products I don't I don't know about you but when I first start particularly a while back when I'd first start with a new product like a serum or like when I first integrated eye cream I was like I literally don't know which order it goes on in I don't know like I don't really know how you meant to put it on like now obviously I don't know if everyone else knows but you meant to use is it your your ring finger and you meant to like dab your eye yeah you like because the ring finger applies the lightest amount of pressure and you obviously have to be really delicate around the area like when I see people using makeup wipes for a start or like taking their eye makeup with the, off with like a cotton pad and micellar water and they're tugging at their eyes I'm just like no you're giving yourself wrinkles basically yeah I feel but, like without like watching a video though I would have never known that because even if I read it I think my head wouldn't have really like understood how you meant to do it but then once I think I can't even remember who it was I actually think it might have been like a Victoria's Secret model or something and I spent like half an hour watching her YouTube like video, which I probably bet now isn't very educational in terms of skincare. But she said that <laughs> she'd been told to use her ring finger and like dab it really lightly. And since then, I've always done it. But yeah, if I hadn't seen it, I feel like I would not have known to do that. Yeah, definitely. I think you can find a lot of good tips here and there. Like the rest of what they might say might be like not 
worth anything but you can always find good tips here and there i do find it hard to believe that people i don't know still don't know like basic things about skincare but <laughs> to be no saying that i i'm the same like until you got caroline here on book and you gave me that and i was having a look through and there's like a whole bit where she talks about the order in which you should put your skincare and mm. i never ever thought to put my eye cream on before my moisturizers but when she explained that if you're doing it after your moisturizers, it's just slipping around everywhere once you're done. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, that makes so much more sense. Um, so I'm still obviously adapting and learning all the time. I'm probably using a product now that maybe in like 10 years I'll be like, I can't believe I ever used that. But yeah, I'm, qu- I'm quite happy with my skincare routine right now. No, I think, but I think you're so right. Like it's like a learning process because. I'm exactly the same even if I looked back for like to like two months ago no probably not two months like maybe six months ago before I got Caroline Heron's book which yeah recommend to everyone but before I got that I think there was like quite a few things that I wasn't really aware of like particularly like retinol I had no idea how important retinol was in a skincare routine and now like I know it's essential I've recently bought a new one and I'm going to make sure I keep using it but until until like the information is presented to you or given to you in an accessible way or a way that you almost like learn well there is no way that you're ever going to perfect your skincare routine and you probably never will but as long as you keep trying I think that's so important and we're going to be the generation of like never aging after all the skincare focus as long as you use your SPF I don't know but even like there's a woman on YouTube called Susan Yara and Mm. um, she I'm not actually sure what her job title is, but she seems really well informed around skincare. Um, she got into a bit of hot water about a year ago because she released um, this sort of brand. But she was, uh, I think she was like, I want to say co, uh, what did what did they call them? Like co-owner or something like that. Yeah, and she never disclosed it, so she was promoting this brand for months and then announced that she was a part of this brand, and it just sort of hit everyone uh, the wrong way because it just looked like she was looks like shady. Yeah, basically, yeah. She, so she got absolutely slated for it, but that's that's a little sidetrack. But uh, basically, <laughs> she said, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. Oh, that was it. She said that years and years ago, even when she was still interested in skincare, when she was like in a early 20s she used to use so many salicylic acid products that she's obviously now paying for it because she basically over exfoliated her skin for years mm. so it's like it, it it's mad to think that there might be products now that are sold to you and promoted to you as really good products but in in 10 years or in 20 years might turn around and say like oh i can't believe we were promoting this to people yeah you never know like science um introduces new things to you every day i just think yeah it's like very adaptable isn't it like as well I think you forget like the world is changing like the level of pollution I think I spoke spoke with you about this before like the level of pollution now compared to what it was like 30 years ago we have so many more skin concerns because of this that we now have to fight whereas back in the day we didn't have to and in 30 years time there's probably gonna be like loads loads of more like serious or like bigger skincare concerns that we wouldn't be worrying about now that we'll then have to like incorporate into our routine so it is really like always changing yeah definitely what are your like opinions on chemical and like non-chemical like like chemical or like natural products do you what do you think about those um well you know that i i think 
when because for people that don't know me and Jess do live together um when we first moved into the flat in September you were telling me about how like you want to adapt to natural skincare and I was like don't you dare (laughs) I was like no because I'm sort of like very very adamant on there's always a place for chemicals and I get kind of sick of this view that's sort of been spread around that chemicals means that it's bad and it's just not the case at all um so for example obviously like I mentioned before I've been on Meraquitaine in the past and that is a really unnatural amount of something to be taken but it's the lens that I had to go to get rid of my skin problem so I just don't understand like I do understand maybe the idea of being natural I understand cruelty free products and things like that but it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of chemicals. At the end of the day, water's a chemical. You're always going to put water on your face. I just think... Yeah. I think I can appreciate natural to an extent, but I do think you need chemicals in your skincare routine to benefit certain issues that you might be having. But I don't know. You, you are no, quite you. a natural... You do prefer quite a natural sort of way of things, don't you? No, to be fair, I do feel like I love the idea of natural products, but I think it's one of those like I've started using like natural deodorant and stuff but I feel like that's I'm not really trying to combat like any issues or anti-aging under my arms whereas with with skincare you are always trying to sort of improve or protect or like prevent your skin from ever getting like worse so without like chemicals there's no way because even like acids and stuff that you use to like exfoliate your skin that's that's literally all chemicals Whereas if you just end up using natural products and once again, going back to like the idea of um, pollution and stuff, we have to use chemicals to combat the things that are in the environment now, which basically are products coming from chemicals. So it's, it's an onward cycle. I thought you do have to, you do have to think about these things, but yeah, I think I'm the same as you. I think I love the idea of natural so much, but we don't really live in a world where natural is the way with our skin because even just stepping outside you're like combating so much like so many fuels from like cars and yeah I don't know a lot more about it but I'm just gonna go with the cars (laughs) (laughs) pollution pollution is all around they do say that like walking around in the city center is just as bad as smoking a pack of cigs oh exactly so we need those chemicals in our skin (laughs) we do so what are your opinions on face masks because I think we're a little bit different on on these on these special things yeah I feel like you love face masks don't yep. you <laughs> yeah that, I feel like I like them and I think I do use them more than the average person um because I don't know why but I think they sort of add to sort of feelings of cleanliness mm. but I don't if 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 I had to like really restrict my skincare to like three steps I wouldn't mind getting rid of a face mask um because I just feel I don't know I don't feel I feel like they're just sort of a treatment that it might do something if you've got a specific mask that's treating a specific problem but I don't feel personally like the ones that I use I like them because they feel like luxury skincare but I don't feel like they're necessarily doing anything that's amazing or anything that I would necessarily miss if I didn't use it but the only masks I do really, really tend to like are clay masks because I have such oily skin that they are good for oily skin and in, in drawing out those impurities. 
So, but other than that, I just don't think, like, I've never gone near hydrating masks or anything like that <laughs> because I don't necessarily know what it would do for my skin. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you're so right. I, I think when you said, like, the luxury thing is so true, I, like, if I plan an evening and I say to myself, right, so you're going to do a face mask, I know it's probably not doing the most amazing thing. I do think they're, like, they can't be doing much harm, but I understand, yeah. like, they're probably not, like taking my skin to the next level or anything but I do enjoy like putting them in the routine I think the one that I'm aware is a waste of time are sheet masks and like hydrating masks but again I just I, I genuinely think with sheet masks is just I get I no, yeah I think with sheet masks it's just like well you may as well just get a serum well I thought like I, you're not buying you, you, the only benefit you're getting from it is the serum that's in the mask if it's even a good one at that so I just feel like it is that that sort of like embracing skincare and enjoying the luxury of it and sitting there and relaxing I understand that completely and that's why I do them myself but I just feel like with sheet masks and and not to mention the actual in a lot of them the actual material is bad for the environment so I do feel like that's one thing that we should definitely cut down on but yeah that's so true I, I understand the pleasure of it yeah I feel like um I think it was Caroline Heron's book as well where she was saying like you're better off just using the serum because all you're doing is sitting with it on your skin and then rubbing it in afterwards so it's not really well, doing yeah, so yeah kind it's of not like reaching point. a deeper layer yeah but yeah not nice nice mm. experience but maybe not that essential for um... not, yeah they're not like you wouldn't need them as much as you would need a toner or to wash your face yeah definitely so I know you wear sun cream every single day without fail and (laughs) I feel like that is something that I'm just putting into my skincare routine since since maybe living with you actually so what are like the reasons why you wear them every day because I think I didn't really know until I like met you because I thought it was just like a summer thing like when it's really hot yeah a lot of people still think that way I guess it's not something I started doing I think I started doing it religiously when I was like 19 so two years um I can't I'm kind of sad that I wasted those 19 years before never having done it but saying that even my my mum thinks I'm crazy for doing it but I've researched it and I know that it's becoming a really popular opinion now that you should wear SPF every single day because even I, I mean I've got factor 50 on now and it's snowing so I do wear it without fail, no matter what the weather is, um, because no matter what, people just presume that you're only getting skin damage when it's sunny, but it's just not the case. UV rays are so strong that it's going to affect you no matter what. And if you really, really are concerned about anti-aging, you can either pay for really expensive treatments later in life because you never wore SPF, or you can just start while you're young and save your money and just wear Factor 50 every single day and top up throughout the day. I just think it's so important. I think it's probably alongside cleansing your skin. I think it's the most important thing to do. No, I think you're right now. I think as well, I don't know. I feel like even when it's cloudy, so on holiday, I remember like I'd get so annoyed when it was cloudy. I'd write to my dad, like, I'm not going to tan. And he'd literally say, you tan through clouds. So it's almost like, why have we got this like misconception that just because the sun's not out and it's the middle of winter are we not going to 
damage our skin through the clouds if we can be abroad and tan through them then obviously in england maybe you won't tan or burn from it but the they must still be reaching your skin i guess like it does make sense yeah 100 and i always remember seeing the picture of the the truck driver floating around on the internet where it was um a guy living in a hot country i think it was like spain or italy i can't fully remember the details but he was a truck driver all his life and so the side of his face that faced the window um was really really wrinkly and that the side of his face that was constantly covered because he was facing a more away from the window he wasn't as exposed um was still wrinkly because he was older but it was just so much more well preserved than it was on the other side it just went to show the actual effects of sun damage that I yeah. guess people realize or even care about i mean i know that lewis my boyfriend just does not care i don't even think he's ever wore sun cream in his life and i tell him and he didn't listen and i said you're gonna be a leather bag when you're older and he's like i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i know like i feel like you do you you can tell if someone's like spent their life sunbathing and stuff because their skin will never be as sort of it sounds really weird but almost like supple like you just can see like that it's it looks more stretchy and like oh yeah movable if you've not had sun damage My grandma was literally that because I think because she was Italian and the minute that the the sun comes out in Italy, they're all relaxing and obviously they live in a hot country anyway. She was Mm. just like, (laughs) when she was older, she was honestly just like a leather bag. Like I feel like (laughs) Italian and Spanish women just sort of are known for that. (laughs) Yeah, because they have so much sun and then. Oh, literally, yeah. But she, she didn't I care think... even then. She just did not care. It never affected her either, don't get me wrong. Like, she never got skin cancer or anything. But that's just, I guess, what she grew up knowing. Yeah, I think as well, though, like, with older, like, my parents and, like, my grandparents, like, they aren't, they just aren't as concerned about, like, having good skin. Whereas I think I, one thing I look, like, want to have for the rest of my life is, like, clear like smooth non-wrinkly skin so i feel like it's such a priority for like me and obviously for you spf every day and then guys factor 50 and make sure you wash it at night yep with a double cleanse yes with a double cleanse (laughs) so yeah leading nicely on from that i just wanted to like ask you what your nighttime skincare routine looked like and maybe just a few products that you use or tell tell us all the products if you want just so we can all hear about your skincare routine okay i'll try and do it without <laughs> boring everybody but what i'll do religiously is um double cleanse um i use the dhc oil cleanser i've used that for so long now i just feel like it's really good and it works it's a really sort of it's a good oil, but it's non-comedogenic, so it's not going to clog your pores. But nevertheless, obviously, I always wash my face afterwards. Um, after which, I'll tone, and then I'll use chemical exfoliant, and then I'll put my under-eye cream on. I tend to s- stick to certain under-eye creams because I do feel that is one step that people can spend a lot of money on under-eye creams, and at the end of the day, a lot of the time, they are glorified moisturisers. So I do tend to look for ones that people that I trust on the internet have recommended. And often mm. the case is the brands like CeraVe and the Inky List, because I use both their eye creams, and they are ones that do have benefiting properties. They're not just moisturisers. So I use them, and I definitely suggest sticking to ones that are benefiting your skin. Um, after yeah. which I'll put 
hydrate my face, put a serum on, whatever serum it is that day, and then I moisturize and then I'm done. But it usually only takes me around 10 minutes. But yeah, I feel like yours, as much as mine is intensive, I do feel like you use a lot more products than me because you have a lot yeah. more products and you switch up day to day, whereas mine is just religious, same stuff every day. Yeah, I do tend to like mix up my cleansers quite a lot and yeah I always like mix and match my like serums but I felt mine I like use CeraVe religiously as well like that's always at least once a day I'll use CeraVe whether it's in the morning or as my second cleanse in the evening I do love um the body shop chamomile like um cleanser as well I think that's so good I use that usually as my first like get rid of my SPF or like makeup and then follow it with I think I'm, I've been using the CeraVe salicylic acid cleanser which I think is really good for like acne prone skin as well yeah, definitely then what else do I use yeah then I'll use I think my I use like La Roche-Posay I can never say the brand but yeah their toner <laughs> and then I've just been using Paula's Choice like chemical exfoliant which is really good I think it, like has cleared my skin so much and, like made it just look like made my pores look like clearer and a bit smaller yeah. Then, yeah we bought that together Always. didn't we i'm so excited yeah. to use it i'm like rushing through this old one that i have just so i can get to that one but i'm refusing to open it until i can use it because i don't want it to go off <laughs> but I'm no really i think excited. it's so good oh i'm very excited to use it that's so <laughs> sad that's what excites me nowadays no i feel like paula's choice is like such like a little investment as well because it is quite pricey but i think it is, it is like making such a difference but I honestly thought it was like really hard to access I thought you can only ever get it through the website but I found it the other day I was having like a look on um, it was either look fantastic or feel unique I get confused between the two it was on one of them so I realized that you can get it on there as well I think they're really good yeah I recommend Paul's choice as well and then yeah I think yeah so I'll always use that then same as you eye cream then I'll use like some serum, try and use my retinol every other night and then moisturizer. Been using the CeraVe salicylic acid moisturizer as well, which I also recommend. I think we're both like massive CeraVe fans. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and then, yeah, lip balm at the end always because I feel like everyone forgets lip balm. Yeah. But you need to protect those lips. I always forget to say <laughs> lip balm. I just feel like it is one of them things that I don't count as skincare, but I, I do it all the time anyway no definitely well I feel like that is everything um I wanted to speak to about speak to you about sorry so thank you so much for coming on my first ever podcast thanks for having me it's a pleasure to be the first guest (laughs) and I hope everyone listening is like either learned a bit or wants to like talk a bit about skincare so just let us know what you think